and uh, I hope everything, every, do you hear me? I see Miriam here, and Alan and uh, Eileen, and uh, Ray, I just talked to him, John and Gloria, welcome, and uh, I appreciate you being with us, hello there. Uh, we'll continue our story, our studying rather, so uh, I'm clicking here on the our class number 18. Okay, we'll see in a minute. Any, if you have any question about the last time class, uh, let me know. So, uh, as we start, uh, I just want to remind everyone what we are uh, learning actually, you know. Uh, it's time, it's good time to time to put things in perspective. And uh, we are, we are we are studying uh, the topic, the first commandment of Noah, idolatry. There are other, we, 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 we are touching other commandments too, but of course we'll devote, with God's help, time for each commandment, because the Torah takes you from idolatry to adultery, to bloodshed, to uh, theft, in a very very orderly fashion so we will go one by one as we as we as we progress but right now we are still focusing on idolatry and you know we're already in class 17 18 and we we're just touching the surface of what idolatry is and uh, <coughs> and we are just to remind you kind of to put in perspective uh, and to put you into the mood uh, that uh, uh, we saw, just to remind you, that idolatry was born, the commandment of idolatry was born, came to the world, the moment that actually man was born. Because the, the, the very first time that uh, Hashem says, just to remind you, we talk about it in detail, I'm just going to over, go over there. So when Elohim says in plural, let us make Adam in our form, in our image, in plural, that, that uh, speaking in plural uh, gave the impression of uh, something that is weak, he's kind of looking for a partner. Because before that, during the first chapter of Genesis, almost the entire sixth day, he used to speak in singular voice, he said, let it be, he just actually talk, gave commandment. He didn't say I, you, or he, he just said, let it be. Let it be light and light were. Let it be uh, grass and grass grow. Let let the luminary hang in the sky and they, they hung in the sky. There was no objection. He consulted no one. He was a tyrant. Everything has changed uh, when he turned around on the sixth day and he, he actually he changed the first time ever. He said he consulted with somebody and said, let us make man in our form, in our image. And uh, from the side, from, for the fools can think, okay, uh, he is yes, he needs some partners. That's Rashi, I'm quoting Rashi. And, uh, and uh, this is the uh, origin uh, of the uh, idolatry in the world, because idolaters, first of all, think that he needs partner. 
So we're not talking about idolaters who, who, who worship the wood and stone. This is later, later foolishness that came much later to the world. Uh, we are talking about the, 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 the origin, the primordial notion of what idolatry is. And the first thing that the Torah brings idolatry, idolatry is uh, this sort of partnership. So people can believe in God, but they believe in other forces. And um, f for instance, the, uh, who is a? Uh, for instance, we gave a, we gave a, a, an example of Malkitzedek, Malkitzedek, the king of uh, the, the king of Shalem or Jerusalem, uh, who blessed Abraham. He said, "Blessed Abraham to the supreme El." Now, the word "supreme" as Abanel says, "supreme" means Superior, superior. So he believed Malkitzedek, uh, according to at least Barbanel and others, he believed in many, uh, many powers, but uh, Elohim was the greatest of all. And that's, that sort of uh, of uh, partnership is is forbidden. Now we, we talk about we 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 kind of allocated some time to discuss it halachically. And we said that Ben Noach, although Bnei Noach are not fiercely uh, worn about a partnership as, as Israel, Israel is severely punishable if they believe uh, conceptually. Nobody's going to kill or burn or stone, as people think. It's just conceptually uh, you deserve death. If you if if you believe in partner if you if you Israel but Noach are not such uh, worn in such a harsh language but of course they are expected to believe in oneness it's uh, self understood uh, if Adam believe in uh, oneness and uh, Noach believe in oneness so Bnei Noach of course should believe but they are not punishable according to Allah as the uh, as uh, Israel is. Israel is more strictly for, forbidden about partnership. Now, who we discussed, we have a whole class who might serve as a partner, and he said by definition is uh, the partner is the one whoever Elohim consulted with before our making. So wherever he was talking, let us make men in our, in our form. In our, so wherever we're talking plural, let us, you and me, make men. So this this entity, whatever is it, uh, is a potential partner, which we should not we should not uh, worship. Uh, we should also only worship uh, Elohim, uh, the Creator, not a partner. And we said that if you look, we, we if you look at the midrash, and there there are many partners, many many entities. He, he uh, consulted at that point. Why? Because actually he, he built Adam layer by layer. Adam was dummy in the ground, and Elohim built, him, built us layer by layer by, commit, by, by doing, performing this consultation. So he consulted with the sixth day of creation, as uh, Ramban says, and he made us. He consulted the science and wisdom, as the Nachmanoidi says, and he made us. He consulted the desire and passion and made us. He consulted even evil and made us. And so on. So there were many consultations. Each consultation formed one layer, which is why we are so complex. 
we are a very complex creature because of this numerous, almost infinite consultation. Uh, but at the same time, so he, he did this consultation to make us in such a complex issue, but at the same time, by this, this, cons this series of consultation open up the door for possible partners. Because each consultation is a, is a potential for eternal idol. Because we might worship it along with Elohim. So each consultation is a potential idol. Now as it turned out, uh, we discussed it, that uh, the first consultation that was ever done, according to the Rashi, uh, is with the, 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 the absolute, absolute uh, justice, Elohim, uh, uh, consulted the absolute mercy from the Sabbath. He invited her to come into the world as a ray of light, and he asked her, do you share the world with me, if you remember that story? And, uh, and she said, yes, but I have no place to dwell. So he said, let us make Adam in our image, in our form, and you, uh, Hashem, uh, you, you'd have Afke, you will dwell in his heart. So we, they, 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 they held wing against wing, and the, and the floor of the creation, they consolidated it, as the story of, a, of the psalm song says, they consolidated it on a Friday, uh, and they recreated the world in their, in their oneness, and uh, they made Adam, and Adam, when he stood up, he understood now that Hashem Elohim is the Heavenly Father, Heavenly Mother, is also one, not two God, but one God, and also he is my king, he said. You are my king. You remember the story, he gave names. So he gave, that's chapter 2 in Genesis. He gave, he gave him the, he gave Hashem Elohim, he gave him, he called him my king. Why my king? Uh, not only to to express the desire, the, the feeling that he, he he get he abide by the by the one law, one way is a king. They are the king, but also because they consult each other by to commemorate their love. Because to consult in Hebrew nimlach also means uh, it means to be to be enthroned. That's a very unique insight of the of the Hebrew language. You don't find it in any other language that uh, consult means to enthrone. So he, call, he, call, he called Adam, he called Hashem Elohim as my king, the king of the universe. So now we have a whole series of, of, of titles. We have the infinite creator, we have the judge, we have the merciful one, and they are one. And they are father and mother in heaven, and also they are uh, they comprise, or he comprise, he's our king. The Hashem Elohim is always king. And we, when, when, when we say the Shema, we accept the Hashem Elohim is our king. Let's come from Adam and, and, and as expression of, of kingship, Hashem Elohim accepted that title by giving, in fact, giving Adam the sixth commandment. Not seven, but sixth commandment in Eden. Uh, because Noah is going to add one more. So, so that we already discussed that. So that was an expression of kingship. So idolatry is a violation of any of those those ideas that we just said. If you violate oneness, if you violate uh, the kingship, 
uh, actually, if you if you violate any of the law of the sixth commandment, you actually also uh, commit idolatry because you you transgress their 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 order, the kingship order. So now, but it's a funny, but it looks like let's go back to our topic because, as I said, um, any t- any entity that Elohim consulted with is a potential partner. Now, if I say, now at the same token, if I say that Elohim consulted the merciful one, suddenly the merciful one become a potential, a potential idol. And that sounds funny. How can, how can I, how can I preach, or how can I say that Hashem, or Yudhevav-K, is a potential partner, a idol? It's it sounds strange and foolish. But the truth is now, having learned about Enosh and his error, now we understand what it means. When we say that Hashem uh, is potential, potential uh, a partner or idol, God, God, so, uh, God forbid, but that what it means is that where Enosh, when he called, when he called or prayed to Hashem only, to Yudhe only, and he forgot about Elohim, so by that, he introduced idolatry. In fact, he treated Hashem as a partner. Actually, he forgot about Elohim. Uh, and he, he focused on, on, the, on the one that Elohim consulted with. So, by definition, he, he, he may commit idolatry. In fact, Elohim is the father of idolatry in the world. And we saw that... Uh, this tre- preaching of no Enosh were very catchy. People believe it in it cut like a fire, because who is the person is not going to love to hear uh, that mercy is around, is coming? Who who is not going to fall in love with mercy and uh, say that the Sabbath is around, the kingdom of heaven is coming down? Who is not going to free, be thrilled to believe that death, is, resurrection is already here and so on? And who, uh, more, more so, who is not going to be thrilled uh, to find out that the Elohim, uh, to throw away the Elohim law? Because if the Sabbath is here, and Elohim, and Hashem is already the king, well, what about Elohim? So we don't need to follow Elohim law. It's abrogated. The Torah is abrogated. There are no more laws. Well, the result of, of Enosh preaching were uh, catastrophic. Because that's the story of the flood, because the audience believe that every sin is forgiven with so much mercy and compassion, so they don't care, they, don't, they can commit anything. It's already, uh, you are forgiven, forgiven ahead of time. So that led to what do you think if Hashem is not looking and, and there is no law, what, if, what, what people would do first if not committing adultery? and uh, sex prevention of and uh, sexual sin, which of course cause jealousy and bloodshed. And if you if you commit bloodshed and, and you live in such a, 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 a an environment and society that your 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 wife uh, your friend's wife is nothing, you don't you don't you don't pay attention to to is your friend. Uh, a pop, a ownership of her, so to speak, on a wife. So why don't you steal and from him, and and so on. So 
so Shet family, uh, we saw that uh, uh, following Enosh fiery speeches fell through the whole abyss of committing all the sin in the world, uh, which, brought, which was the one factor that uh, brought about the flood. But this is all started with uh, with, uh, with this believing of a. Uh, of emphasis on the partner, on you have Afke, forgetting about Elohim. Now having said that, can I ask the, the other way around? Can, I, can Elohim himself be a partner or, or, or an idol? And that's an interesting question, but the Torah, we, for that the Torah brought us the story of the children of Elohim, the kind descendant, and uh, who believed in the other way around. They, they adhere to Elohim house law. Now, as it turns out, it's also enticing to... to it's the same, it, the, the same way that it's enticing to believe in mercy and to sing hallelujah all day long. The same, the same way is enticing to, to believe in the other side and to follow Elohim house law because you are suddenly, if you if you follow the harshness and serenity of Elohim law, you are now self-righteousness. You you are embodied, you 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 walk like angel on earth, and you feel superior to all the other fellow men, and that's very enticing to to be, uh, to 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 live in a tent and to and to be modest and. And to to be very strict with the law, like uh, Osama bin Laden is a good example. You know, he left his uh, mansion in, in Saudi Arabia and he lived in a desert from even as a youngster, walking around uh, in the feeling that he presents Allah and so on. That's very enticing. You feel very very haughty, very uh, uh, very um, elevated. Very, and you can dedicate your life, especially on expense on others. Uh, and we said that this uh, uh, belief of kind descendant actually made them uh, very uh, insensitive to human to human uh, to human suffering. If you if you really commit, uh, if you stone and, and hang and do and do and you punish very harshly for any little sin. Uh, as Elohim, as absolute justice was, was, would, would require without mercy, well, you become insensitive. And if you become insensitive, in fact, first of all, you committed idolatry because you forgot about mercy. And then, uh, once you do that, you become insensitive to human uh, suffering. Well, what the Torah said, the children of Elohim took uh, women as they wished, so they committed adultery. Not only that, uh, they corrupt their ways. So that means they committed sexual perversion, not only between men and animals, bestiality, but even the, the Midrash says it goes along as they promoted a species to, to unnaturally cohabit with each other, uh, enkindling the wrath of Elohim, the creator of nature. So, so here, uh, so you see that each, if you follow, a, 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 each one of the attributes can serve, a, so to speak, as a as a potential idol. If you forget, if you forget the oneness, and you forget the the kingship. The kingship means that they are one. Both of them are one. 
and if we forget the, the oneness, so you cannot, you, you cannot break the oneness and worship one attribute of the other. So this is about where we, where we, we, we ended, uh, we are holding now in the story, but we are, we are going to, to study now other, other idols. We spoke about the idolatry of uh, oneness, idolatry of partnership. Now we go to, uh, we continue the story of consultation, and how Hashem built us, built man, and implanted in us the, our eternal idols. And now we go to the next topic, which is our, the, which is the sweetest idol of all. The one who will never, will never abandon us. He will go with us everywhere we go. Suppose humanity will end up in another galaxy. Uh, we, we will conquer the world, but there would one idol that will never, never, never leave us, and that's our self, our I. This is the sweetest idol that can exist. We, we love no, you cannot love anybody else more than you love yourself. So, uh, and the question is, where, are, is our, where was our self? so to speak, born. Who made it? At what point? So the answer is, uh, in, here I'm using the Torah, but actually I'm following uh, many Hasidic teaching and Kabbalah teaching, although I'm not teaching Kabbalah here, but uh, I, I'm following that uh, line of thinking, as, as I actually have been doing all day long, all, all, all these classes with you. And that's actually Rosh Hashanah's service. You find it there, all this notion. So, when Elohim, so the question is again, where is our I, my self-consciousness, where, at what point in the story of creation was, was it made? So the answer is, the classical answer is, when Elohim said, let us make Adam in our form in our, he used plural voice the first time. But by saying us, let us make man, he actually created us, you and me and I. That's Buber, Martin Buber teaching, you and I, he wrote books about that. Now, so, so the you and I and us were created here at the beginning, at the first. In fact, it, it was that primordial consultation Hashem did even before making our bodies. It was very primordial. How can it be? How can Hashem uh, created our self image with, before our body? So I gave you here like a, like a, a, a something uh, uh, to think about. So to to illustrate the point, uh, I imagine I said an engineering company building a humanoid robot. Now, the company uh, got all the technology that needed to put the robot moving on Earth. You know, all the, all the technology, all the uh, iron, the, the joints, and the metal, and the plastic, everything is work out nice. And there's no problem in, in making the robots on the move fast, do everything you want. But the engineers, with bother the engineers now more, before they put, they put the robots on Earth, uh, the first thing that they will, they will encounter really is the question what to put in this humanoid brain. What of restriction on commandment? What are the goals 
of this human because uh, a humanoid brain because without putting this specific in it uh, the 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 robots can 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 go can go amok. It can do anything it wants. So you have to be careful, and you have to put guidelines, and you have to put the goals what you want the the, the humanoid to do, and and what not to do. So for instance, in 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 Isaac Isimov, a noble famous novel, I Robot. So if you remember the story, so the engineer planted the. Uh, in in the robot, uh, the the, the promoter command, I will serve men, and I will commit and I will commit no harm to men. Something like that. So this this promoter uh, orders are inscribed in, deeply in in the in the robot in the robot uh, in the robot uh, brain. Now, in the same token, uh, when Elohim is now. Uh, building Adam in the ground. So the first thing he does, uh, before even worried about uh, the material thing aspect of Adam, is is our inner our soul. But even before blowing the soul into our into our body, uh, he had to plant uh, the the goals in our mind. What 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 is Adam? This Adam is uh, my my dummy that we start walking in the ground very soon, what is going to do? What kind of what gift I can give him? And what kind of limitation I need him? So here we are, and when he said, so here we are on, on, the, on, the, on the most primordial part of our being, and he said, and the answer is that he, the most gift, the, the, the most precious gift Hashem gave us, the Creator gave us, is our self-consciousness. It exists. Uh, and how did he do it? He looked at his eye, he looked at, at his eye, self image, and he planted it in, in, in our image. So uh, I'll, I'll, I'll go over that in short to show you how it works. But first of all, um, what is the function of this eye? What is the what is the I doing the self? Why do we need it? Why do we need it? Because we already had, we already spoke to the, we already spoke to the merciful. I mean, we have already uh, these two aspects in us, in, in this dummy on the ground. We already had uh, the sense. Suppose he 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 planted it us already. Uh, by that consultation, he, he planted in us the sense of justice and a chance of mercy. So why do we need the I? Why do you need the, the, the self-consciousness for? So uh, to show you why, we look at the first time in the Torah that the word I, self, myself, appears is right here in this famous, uh, uh, not famous, but this uh, uh, a butterfly, or actually dove, I'll call it Jonah. Uh, I'll call it uh, uh, Noah doves that we depicted in our last class. You remember the the, the wing, the, the two cherubs flying over Earth, and the uh, uh, observing observing humanity from above. And we blew. We put. Uh, we just I just wrote the, the verses as they appear in the Torah. I didn't invent anything here. I just put it in the order, and you see that first the Torah presents the blue wing 
of, of, of the merciful one, how the merciful one was saddened and he, uh, he, condemned, he condemned humanity to the flood. And three times the word, uh, word uh, Yudhevavk appear in the blue wing. Then we saw the Noah part. Uh, the, the part described Noach that he was a righteous man he walked with, uh, Noach was found in the eyes of Hashem and he walked with Elohim you see the first line actually on top is, is connection connected to the blue because it's an aspect of Yudhei the last line of the brown is connected to the, to the red which is Elohim down there the red part is the three times Elohim talking here about how he will bring the flood. He was, from, because of, from his point of view, uh, they, they, they violated the law. Uh, the Hashem part was talking about human heart that was corrupt. Elohim was talking from his aspect about the corrupting the law, as we just described. And the brown part, as we said, the first, the top line is connected to UFK, uh, the lower one, is, is connected to Elohim, it looks like as Elohim is supporting Noah from below, you'd have a case supporting Noah from above, and the middle line actually, we analyzed the last time, it comprised of the two attributes, so Noah is supported by the two, the two wings uh, flying over, over the flood, and this is what Noah presents, this is what the Noah had moving uh, unite, uh, they, they are supported by the oneness, by Yudhev, Avke, and Elohim on both sides, but also they are the glue. Without Noah, uh, the, two, the two attributes will fly each one to, to different direction. Like in the, there will be a chaos. The Kabbalistic chaos means that the two attributes function without any, any agreement, any love. If there is no agreement, there is a, a, a chaos. So Noah and the children of Noah are, are, are to keep the wings together. So we discussed it. Now what I want to show you today, a, a miraculous thing, again because the, in Hebrew, if you look at the blue wing, here it's English, I wrote I, but if you look at the Hebrew wing, in the Hebrew, in the Hebrew uh, verses, there is absolutely evading uh, of the, any mentioning the word I. So, in uh, Elohim also, when he, he, uh, he avoid the word I, each one of them give their opinion without mentioning really the word I. Apart from the very last verse here uh, of, the, of, the, of, a, of a verdict of Elohim, when he says, uh, and I willingly, in any in Hebrew, I am I am ready to do it. I'm willingly to do it. Shall bring the the flood on earth to destroy all flesh uh, in which the uh, breath of life from under the heavens and everything else, okay. and everything in it. So this last. The last portion of the red of the red uh, section uh, still to, uh, express Elohim is the one who talk, but the the word I willingly ani in in Hebrew appears uh, uh, the first time ever in the Torah right here. 
and this is a classical examination uh, example what it means I here so let me repeat it here so before the flood the Torah first present you'd have a key opinion in blue then Elohim opinion in red and then the final verdict of I willingly shall bring the flood now uh, the Ramban Nachmanoides point, point out right away that always before any major decision this expression and I in a knee, a knee in a knee or I am willingly, I am ready to do that uh, the first expression always proceed in a Torah it never comes by uh, at random if you ever see that expression there is a covenant there is a major decision to be made so here, here uh, if I summarize it uh, there is a heavenly court in session and you see the, the blue defense and you see the red prosecutor on each side and each side present his opinion in this case both both agree the prosecutor and the defense uh, both agree that the, 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 the time has come to punish them the defense did it by, by being saddened <coughs> but uh, both of them the, the defense retracted from defending us so so the heavenly court heard the two opinions, the prosecutor the defense defense now silent in sadness then the I, the final I I am, I am willing, I am willingly going to do this and that this is the arbiter the I is usually the S, the arbiter which represents the essence of the Creator so if you look at the Creator with the attribute you'd have FK and the Lokim are attribute of the infinite Creator so the I is one level above it it's the essence it's the arbiter, it's the one who hear the two sides and make the final decision so the self is the highest highest, highest authority that we, we know in the Torah the self of Hashem or God when you say I is the highest authority now uh, let me give you an example in the Ten Commandments in the Ten Commandments any question for me so far? Any 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 question? Do you hear me? None here. Okay, so you hear me. Okay, fine, good. So let me continue now. So we talk about the eye. And, and you see, let's take, I'm just giving you now an example. Um, the heavenly court, uh, uh, you know, the Ten Commandments, the famous introduction Ten Commandments. Uh, so here is a, again a Lokim talking, but he says, I am, that's a contract, that's a, that's a covenant with the, with the Israel people. So he says, I am, Yud Hev you Hashem Yor Elokim who took you out of Egypt so this is a pyramid like the I am is on top Hashem 
Elohim, listen to the order. The order is very important. The I come first. Then in the order of authority is Yud Hevavkei, then Elohim, but they both comprise the same second line, which is the attribute. So the I, the essence, precede the attribute, is above the attribute. And down on the bottom he says, who took you out of Egypt, which present kingship. Which means, uh, you know, I am I'm the king, so I can do anything I want in, this, in my kingdom. This particular uh, event, I'm talking now, one particular event that I perform as a king, I took you out of Egypt. I also, take, take, I also bring bre bread from the ground, I also bring the rain. I also make wars, I, I create medicine, I do many things, the king says. But at this point, the kingship, this expression, at this point when you talk to the Sinai, to people on, on the slave, on, as Ababanel says, when they are sitting there on the ground, that's what they wanted to hear. This is, the, this is how I identified to them at that point. He didn't say I created the world. He says I took you out of Egypt because this is what talked to them and more, more, more important than anything else. So, but again, uh, I brought you here this famous verse of the Ten Commandments, the first introduction, to show you the I am. The I am is a is superior, is an arbiter between the, the, the attribute, the second line, and kingship, the third line. Now, uh, why do we need attribute? Well, I, I don't know if uh, I, I kind of brought, I brought to illustrate it, I brought a joke, but uh, let, let me go over the joke, although it's not the time to make any joke here. But, uh, you know, there is a story here about uh, a local country, a country judge in, in England. You may know the story. Uh, anyhow, a, a big case was presented to him. He is a little country judge. But the case was enormous, and, and both the side, I mean, the, they brought in the, the big, uh, uh, the, the prosecutor and the defense lawyer actually came from London. So they speak now in the court, they sit in the court, and, uh, and first come the prosecutor, and he, and this is a very versatile, he knows his job well, so he depicted the man, the accuser, as the worst criminal ever to live. You know, he did so much evil, he doesn't deserve to live anymore. Uh, he's a criminal, he's a, he did this and that, and, and the judge hear him, the country judge hear him and nodded, and finally, when he finished, he says, yeah, you're right. Fine, now the defense stand up. Now this defense is also for London, he knows his job well, and he presents now his case. And he turned the whole thing upside down. He, now the man, this poor man is a victim, he's not a perpetrator. Actually he had a hard uh, time, he did this and that, and he is a victim, he actually didn't commit any sin. And he gave a fiery speech of defense, and uh, you know, uh, the judge sit there and nod. And finally when the, uh, the, the defense uh, end, he says, yeah, you are right. So now a reporter from, from Times sit there and hearing the judge. So the reporter guy come to the judge and say, well, how come you say to the two sides, uh, both the defense and the prosecutor, you say they are right? So the country judge says, think about it, he said, you know, he said, you are right too. 
<coughs> so here is a, a example how the a, a lack of a lack of eye, a lack of uh, arbitrary between two 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 powerful uh, forces. Like the, the on one hand you have the the uh, the the absolute justice, and you have the absolute mercy on one hand. Now you need somebody to make the decision, and that's the eye. So let's repeat it here. I, if Elohim tend to issue a hard verdict and Hashem tend to ameliorate the verdict, then the essence or the I or the self of Hashem would listen to each side and, and, and he says, I willingly would like to do this and that. And the emphasis on I like. I like to do this and that. So this is now uh, 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 the I speaking. I like to do willingly in Hebrew in a knee. I'm ready to do that. Rashi speak about it. I'm ready to do that. Now I, uh, the Ramban, and if you look at the Ramban there, uh, you see bring a list of of examples to support this notion that the I am willingly is always uh, comes before an important uh, decision like. Uh, like a covenant or decision or for the good or for bad. So for, I just quoted him from the Rambam. Uh, Rambam brings and Lokim said to Noah and his son, this is the, the next this is in our in our parsha, in Noah in story after the flood. And uh, uh, after after Noah expressed his desire he, he didn't want to go out from the ark, he didn't want to procreate and there, there was a revelation, we'll talk about it, and finally the rainbow covenant, and in the rainbow covenant, Elohim says to Noah and his son, saying, and I willingly, or I am ready, I am willingly, a knee in a knee in evil, shall establish my covenant with you and your sons, and your seeds, and so on. So I willingly it means I, I I heard I heard what you said. The prosecutor heard it, the defense heard it, and I finally make the decision. That is irreversible. If he says I, it's irreversible. So the essence is talking, the I, the, the, the self is talking to Noah to establish the eternal rainbow covenant. That's very important. So here is a good example where the I is, uh, is, uh, is uh, actually uh, talking. And another example that uh, I think the Ramban brings here, uh, before, the, before the demise of Pharaoh in the, in the Red Sea, so uh, he says to Moses, uh, go out and you see, I will willingly shall harden the heart of Egyptian, actually, of Pharaoh, and they will follow them, the Israelite, into the sea. And they will know that I am God, and so on. So the, the, the decision to drown the to drown finally the the the, uh, the Egyptian into the sea was not a light-headedly uh, decision. It was not Jehovah fighting for the Jews, but it was a a, a decision made by the essence, uh, hearing the the point cones. Here are the defense of the Pharaoh and against Pharaoh. 
putting things in balance and finally see the hardship that he committed, the, the atrocities that he committed, uh, the, the children that he threw to the Nile, and, and so on. And he says, I willingly, I'm now decided, I'm really finally going to do that. The essence was talking. So this is against Pharaoh. Uh, I gave you an, uh, from Isaiah. Uh, Therefore they, my people, shall know my name. Therefore in that day that I am who speak, I willingly so when you hear, uh, hear the prophet uh, prophesies about the returning to Zion, and he said, well, it's already been done, it's a done deal. Look at it as something that's going to happen. Because he already heard, the heavenly court heard all sides. And he made the final decision, you're going to come back to Zion. I, I am ready to do that. I am willingly doing that. When, when you see it from, you hear it from the prophet, that's it, it's done deal. And there are many more examples, you can look at the Rambam there. Now, let's go on. Any question for me so far? It's understood now what the eye presents. It's a arbitrary, it's a higher, it's a higher than the, than the, than the attribute. So whenever you Whenever you come across or uh, in the Torah of the name Hashem is speaking I, you know it's a, it's a highest authority. Especially if it says I willingly. I'm ready to do that. That's the highest of all highest. And you don't find it very often. Now, uh, let me kind of dwell a little bit on what it wants. We said, uh, look, uh, we said the uh, uh, I am willingly, I will, I want to do this, right? Does the Torah says I want to do that? And let's kind of dwell a little bit. What the question is, so if I have a consciousness, what what this consciousness do? So had I been a, a philosopher like Descartes, I would have said, uh, you know, Descartes says, I think, therefore I exist. So for him thinking, the very fact that I think, uh, means that I exist. Self-consciousness for him is the thought, process of thinking. Not so in the Torah. The Torah go higher than that. The Torah says, or the Kabbalah here, but it's Torah actually, not, not Kabbalah, that above the thinking, above the wisdom, above the logic, uh, there is another, another more deeper, deeper level of our being, the consciousness, which is I means I want. This is what I want. This is what is my desire. Now, having said that, I want. Uh, I is. I want to. So first of all, we need to to, to understand what is this wanting win. So we need to differentiate right now between the two type of wanting or wishes. If I say I want to go, I want to eat. I want to buy a, a present to my friend, to my family. I want to do this and that. So this is a kind of wanting that is logical. It's a part of my logic. It's express. It's a decision making, uh, and it's a, of, of wisdom. 
and there is a lot of input coming into that. You know, I, why I want to go right now to, to, to buy something is because of this and this and that. And it's a subject to argumentation. You can argue with that logic without desire. You can, uh, you can uh, subdue it. Not so the will that we are talking here that is associated with the self. Now the Torah, especially Hasidism, always talk about the deepest eye, the, the, the willing that is associated with the eye, which is a subconscious. I am not really aware of it. It's, it's deeply embedded in me, deeply rooted. Uh, for instance, Rabbi Soloveitchik from New York, he, he gave a, a class about that, and he said, you say, one day he said, the crown, he said, the crown of my head, which the, the, the will of my essence, he said, you see, uh, when I made all my decisions, all the my most decisions in life, to marry a woman, or to decide about profession. Well, I didn't sit down and write on paper, pro and con. I don't do that. Nobody does that. You know, when you have the major decision, you, you act from your gut, from, from, from your heart, from your, from your inch, from your hunch. So it's like a feeling that you, you, you I, and nobody can be in your shoes, nobody can imitate you, nobody can tell you what to do. Because it's not subject to any argumentation. I cannot tell you to whom you, who, who is your wife that you're going to marry. Or what profession you should, you should take. It's, it's your inner desire. That's Rabbi Soloveitchin say, saying. So, it is supreme will. So this kind of a will is, a, is the crown above the self, above the essence, which is the deepest, deepest, deepest level of Alpha. And you know, uh, we talk about subconsciousness, and, and it's a note for your history uh, knowledge, that Sigmund Freud uh, actually introduces caps or a theory of, of human subconsciousness after he attending the Hasidic class in Vienna. I think it was Chabad class, and uh, he uh, he heard the Hasidic uh, recitation there, and he came he came to back to university and introduced the notion of my inner. My, my super ego, I call it, my, my subconsciousness, which was for, for, for psychiatry, it was a big thing. But for Judaism, it was a very, very entrenched, the only notion known for, for centuries. So we know that, that the, the innermost will is subconscious. It didn't, they didn't call it subconscious, but they saw it, it's, a, it's, a, it's above my logic. It's above wisdom. I will. I will because that's what I am. You know, it's it's, it's part of my being. It's my my, my they, they think it. We talk about the humanoid. Is that's what the company imprinted in my brain? I cannot. It's beyond me. It's my character like that. I'm built like that. Now. Interesting, I don't know how much time we have. If we have a little time, now let's go to discuss. Now we say that I want. I, I, we understand I is superior to my attribute. It's overriding the attribute. Because it wants something. Now what does the I want? 
That's a question. What is this uh, innermost desire that is not cultural, it cannot be amended by any culture, it's something inherited in our very being. So many philosophers will tell you this and that, but I'm cutting short and tell you what the Torah is saying. And that's the basic of, of that's a, everything I'm saying here is the basic of Rosh Hashanah holiday uh, services. Everything is, is uh, uh, you, you hear the echo of this teaching right there in the cedar. And, and the answer is like that, to make it short. The I, the self, wants to be exalted. It wants to be, to expand beyond its border. It wants to be recognized by other I, by other self. It wants to be a king. That's what the nature of the I is. The I always try to expand, to rule over, to be exalted, to, to be honored, to be recognized. You cannot fight it. You can subdue it. You can suppress it. But that's if you have an I, you have a self, that's what the self does. So, so for instance, a child, a child, uh, you see it in children, the children uh, born with big I, so they control, they, if they think they control the world, they really think so. You put the finger on the sky, and they think the sky will fall. Le slowly, slowly, they learn, that first of all, there, are, there is you, not only I and me, it's also you around, and you have to create some borders, and your eye diminish a little bit. But as even if we grow, and we learn about the society and what other people want, and what 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 we function, still each one of us carry in his inner soul this childish eye that wants to do the most childish things to be recognized by everybody, to make an impression to everybody, to, have, to be loved by everybody, to control everybody. That's the I. And we need it for our, for our function, to, 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 to create, to do, to impress some people. We need it. At the same time, it's a source of idolatry. Because remember, he consulted it and made us. He consulted his I and he made us. Right now, as I say, uh, why do we need to know so much about him? That's a question that Hasidic put. Why do I? Why the Torah wants me to know that uh, he? We are made in his image. So the more we know about him, actually we know about ourselves. And the more we know about ourselves, the more we know about Him. So this is a good view of what the Torah is all about, to know the Creator. As I said, idolatry, you remember our motto, idolatry is know Him, know yourself, and know the difference. So the more you know Him, you know about yourself, the more you know about yourself, you know Him, Yet, there is a difference between them. So I wrote here, uh, knowing him would help us to know ourselves. After all, he made us in our form and image. If he has a merciful attribute, 
we have we have also merciful attribute. If he has a, if he seeks absolute justice, we d we also do the same thing, capable of doing that. If he has an arbitrary eye, we do we have it too. In short, he may he look at his uh, his structure, his uh, his self, and made us accordingly. Now. Uh, I wanted to, to for a moment before I forget to uh, to 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 to, uh, to to appreciate what I'm saying here. You know, there are many Eastern religions, so-called, that teach you there is no self, uh, Buddhism and so on. They they deny the self. That's actually the whole revelation of Buddha is there is no self. It's a mirage. I I don't exist, and if I don't exist then I have no desire and that I have peace on earth. That's why he had so much uh, peace on him when he discovered he doesn't exist. He has no... his self is changing from moment to moment so it's a, it's a, really it's a mirage and it doesn't exist. And that's fine, that's what Buddha is, but the Torah uh, is just preaching the other way around. Our self is the most divine thing that we, we harbor in us. It exists, if God exists, then our self-image self exists. Uh, if uh, our self, our individuality is divine, uh, that's why the Torah emphasizes so much the, the value of each individual. If you save one individual, you save the whole world. Uh, and uh, So it's not, and why are, why are it's our self is so complex, is so, is so fascinating because it derived, because it's divine. At the same time, we should not worship ourselves. Now I think the time is over and we can stop here. Uh, what I want to, I want to continue with that line, I'll tell you what we continue. We talk about we talk about what the eye is is a seeking to expand to be in fact there is a the intent to be arrogant and it has to be curtailed so we'll speak about the remedy of 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 how do you contain your eye and that's also in the Torah here right there and uh, what the role of modesty and prophecy and so on we'll talk about uh, uh, as we go on. Next uh, now next week I understand we we are just talked to to Mr. Peterson and we said there is no we, we we talk about next week I'll be engaged in our clinic so we can we can uh, skip next week and do a class two weeks from now with God help on Thursday. Any question for me? Meanwhile, you have a lot of time to digest it and read it, and if you have any question, mail it for me. Thank you for saying that. Thank you for saying that. And think about the the idol me, the idol I, idol I mean, idol, idolatry, worship ourselves rather than worshiping Him. All right, a lot of things, a lot of stuff to think about. You have a happy, uh, a good week. I don't say happy, but a happy, good week. And I'll hear from you. We meet again two weeks from now. Please write me. My my email 
is Dr. Aviner, D-R-A-V-I-N-E-R, uh, -E one word, Dr. Aviner, AmericanOnline.com, very simple, Dr. Aviner, one word, AmericanOnline.com. Of course, you can use the virtual, virtual uh, yeshiva, but you can, you can, uh, you can write me uh, also directly. You have a nice week. Bye.